You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to Truth and Logic, the weekly talk show that uses logic to explain the truth. Here are your hosts, David Cross and Duran Montgomery. Good afternoon. Welcome to Talk Zone Radio. This is Truth and Logic with Duran, David, and Michelle. I'm Duran. This is David. And Michelle couldn't be with us today, and we can look forward to having her back next week. It's 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and depending on where you are in the country or the world, family, you can adjust that time accordingly. We'd like to thank you for listening and welcome you once again to our weekly open forum discussion of current events and social issues. We are live, family, and the phone lines are open. You can reach us at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. Um, the, first, let me just say that uh, it's good to be back. I know, I it know. Was, it was only a week, but it seemed like it was a little bit longer than that. Uh, the the topic today, we're going to pick up actually where we left off at with, with the uh, police brutality uh, part angle. Part two. Part two. Definitely. And so when we're addressing a, a topic that's that sticky, that that's emotional, I feel like we need to do this disclaimer. So <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts and views expressed on truth and logic are not necessarily the thoughts and views of Talk Zone, syndication networks or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. And the reason why I feel that we got to do that, because uh, it's very possible that shit could hit the fan <laughs> when, when you're discussing topics like this. So having said that and having gotten that out the way, David, what you got for us? Okay. First off, um, let, let's put this out there. The last two weeks, myself and also Deron, we've, we, people have called us, um, racist against our own people, um, backwards thinking, Uncle Tom. Exactly. We're never saying that police brutality is acceptable. Just okay. Miss Curiosity called um, two weeks ago, and she was talking about a situation to where she was pulled over and tried to call it police brutality. And that's what I was saying. Everything is not police brutality. She was talking about racial profiling, but went into how is police brutality. People. We we need to wake up. We need to we need to do better. Like I said, first off, let's stop holding court. In the streets. Okay. You know, courts is, is for the courtroom. You hold courts in the street. There, there's a damn good chance that you won't make it out alive or that you just won't, it, it won't be right. You, you just won't. Oh my God. You just, <laughs> you, you just, you, take, you're not going to win. Take your time. You, you're not going to win. If the police is, is being belligerent, if, the police is being whatever the case. Hey, be respectful. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're good. I, I'm, I'm going to say you're good, but hold court in the courtroom. Stop doing it in the streets. Okay. And we have a caller. Uh, the first caller up. Can you hear me, Pastor Quinn? I got you. You got us. How you doing? For those Man. of you all who don't know, this is my mama. <laughs> How you doing? Come on, let tell us what's on your I, mind. I'm good. I, I first want to say that I'm really uh, proud of you all and what you're doing. This the show is, has been really good, 
And I have been following you all, even sometimes on replay if I can't get right in. But I wanted to share this. I missed it uh, the other week when you all were talking about this police brutality thing. And I understand my grandson got on and said some of the same thing. But black lives matter. All lives matter. But black lives will begin to matter when they matter to black. And... I want to share a story. You know, we're talking about protesting. And I want to share a story. When I was in college, we had protests. And things could have turned ugly, but we were never belligerent with the police. We were never belligerent with the people that we were trying to uh, get a point across. Yes, 357 of us went to jail, but we went to jail because we were sitting in right. for what we believed was right. I could have been one of those that said, I don't need to do this because I got good housing. I have a good place to stay. But because we were a unified front and we wanted everybody that had been recruited to come to the U of I to have the same equal housing as everybody else. We didn't want to be stuck in sewing rooms, ironing rooms, laundry rooms, and none of that. But we came together as a unified front, and we did it peacefully. Now, like I heard David say earlier, you can't hold courtroom in the street and expect a good outcome. Right. It just never will happen. Right. And, uh, you know, so when the people come together, you know, I came up in the days of Huey P. Newton, uh, the... Um, Malcolm X. The what do they call them? The Malcolm X, the Black Panthers, and all of that. And you know why the Black Panthers got the kind of results that they did? Because they knew the law. Right. And that's what they fought the people with. That's what they fought the forces, the police department, and everybody else. They fought them with the law that they knew because they weren't thugs and gangsters on the street. They were people who had went to school and got knowledge. Right. Exactly. And they fought with that knowledge, that truth and logic. They fought with that. And that's why they had to do them the way they did. Some of our people got lost when they came and did that raid on the on their headquarters on the west side. But we did everything peaceably and in order, and we used the law to our advantage, so much so to the point where when they wanted to charge us with mob action, the judge threw out the charges, and the prosecutor could never come up with any charges that the judge would accept. So... 357 of us didn't have a record, praise the Lord. So my final statement to this is, as Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Our land will only be healed and things get in order when people begin to pray and stop picketing and acting all unseemly because prayer does change things. All right. Regardless of what some people say. And David, I thank you for your comments. And Deron, I thank you. And you all keep on doing what you're doing because somewhere, somehow, there's going to be a change. But the people got to do what they need to do, and they need to do it peaceably and in order. That That is, uh, that's correct. And first of all, thank you. 
Thank you for being a, a, a friend of the show before the show. <laughs> um, and, and we, we thank you for the remarks. And, and you know, um, before you go, before we let you go, I, you all just need to know, number one, yes, my mother's a minister, but she was part of that. If, if you attended U of I or, uh, if you know someone who's attended U of I, my mother's part of the, uh, part of the reason why if you're black and you go there, you're there because she, uh, look Amen. up, look up Project 500. Project 500. Look yes. up the Project 500 and, and educate yourself as to why things are the way they are. Did your son tell and you it's that? Sad um, because they don't, it's sad because they don't, they don't let the, the black students that come there, they don't even, if they don't know somebody that was in it, they don't even tell them that we were like the bridge builders. We were the trailblazers to cause the the doors to be open for African-American students. Because when we went there, there was only a li- about 300, if that many, on that big campus. Right. So, okay. yes, we, we were the trailblazers. <clears throat> we did blood, sweat, and tears to get you there. Exactly. Did your son tell you that... Um you one of the reasons I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I got that. Thank you so much. I, you, you my adopted son. So yes, you know, ma'am. I, I appreciate that. Uh, we, we, we'll talk about that whole adoption thing later. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything else you want to share before we go? No, I I just love you guys, and like I said, keep on doing what you're doing, and uh, I'll be praying for you all. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, thank continue you. Continue to do that, and no holes barred. Yes, thank ma'am. You, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Love you. Talk to you later. Love you too. Bye bye. And for those who don't know what mob action is, um, the younger generation, because they, they no longer have mob action. Mob action was if you had a group of, of young black men standing for what's right and being nonviolent, they would arrest you for mob action. The reason they took this off the books, the reason they don't even enforce this anymore, because a lot of times when they see a young, a lot of young black men or older men hanging on a corner, they they figure they're either selling drugs or in some type of gang activity. Well, well, actually, let, let me stop you real quick. They they still have it on the books. They just don't enforce. They they still well, try they, to periodically enforce it, but I mean, it really doesn't go anywhere. Because mob action is such a, a broad spectrum. Right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, well, I mean, really, 79th and Cottage. I remember growing up, they they would get them guys over there on mob action all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, when they, all, all they do is just sit around, look, see where they hiding the drugs, see see who got the guns, and then when they roll up, they... They, they, why, why charge them for mob action? We got them on something that will stick, you know. Um, but, but what Pastor Quinn said make, makes a lot of sense. Um, you don't need to. First of all, what, what people that want to pick it and they want to march and, and all that, if, if you want to do that, that's fine. But know what you're doing. Take some time. See, you, the younger generation, they don't reach back to talk to the older generation. If we like, because if you want to emulate them, then what better way to do it than to talk to them to find out what they did? Because let, let's just take in, into account that the whole um, the march that took place when you had uh, picketers staring in the face of the police and and all kind of stupid <laughs> shit like that. What did you really expect to accomplish? 
and you were doing this to, and he, and here, here's another little, little note. Okay. Every, when you saw that, the guy that was staring in the police, in, in the policeman's face, the policeman was a smaller, slightly built gentleman. He wasn't like 6'3", 260. Right. You, you're not going to get in his face. So basically, you, you're a punk because the same way you won't get in the face of the drug dealers or the gangbangers or whatever, you'll get in the face. You want to get in the face of the police, that's fine, but then you're going to find a small guy to get in the face of. Right. And, and honestly, if I was the police sitting there, I, I thinking in my head uh, the whole time, I'm getting paid to be here. You're doing this for free. Exactly. That, that's what keep me, that, that, was, that is what would keep me going. I'm, okay, you, you get in my face, you could talk trash, but I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid anywhere from 40 to $60 an hour because it might be overtime. Mm-hmm. I might be making overtime sitting here, you cussing me out. At the end of the day, I'm going home with a, a fatter pocket while you did all this for free. Mm-hmm. And, Okay, okay. This whole Laquan McDonald, because that's where most of this is steering from. You got everybody mad at Rom and Alvarez, but nobody is mad at the city council. When, when everything happened, did you know it took, what, seconds, seconds for them to approve this money to Laquan McDonald's mother? Yeah. Seconds, the black caucus or whatever they want to call them. Mm-hmm. They first they lied and said, "Well, McCarthy lied to us." So you you sign off to pay this this woman five million dollars and don't read. Come on, man. That that that's 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 what's irritating me. So the the black guys on there want to throw it off on the white guys, but then the protesters want to get a white the black guys a pass because oh okay well they black so they must be innocent so we just gonna blame the white guy when the black guys are just as guilty as the white guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well let, let, let's let's let let me pose this question real quick and then we're gonna go pay a couple bills. But here's the question: What are the numbers? Because you know I'm a numbers guy of of deaths associated with the police from January 1, 2015 to December 31st. And how are they relevant and why are they pushing this, this, this in front of us right now? What, what, what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? Why is it that this is what's front and center in the news? Well, you know what? I got a theory. And, um, when you get the numbers, I give you the theory. Somebody, um, bought it up to me the other day. Okay. Kind of makes sense. All right. Truth and logic, y'all. Truth and Logic. Back to your hosts, David Cross and Deron Montgomery. Welcome back, family. Uh, we can be reached at 888-GO-FOR. That's 888-463-6748. As we deal with the topic of police brutality. Uh, before we uh, went to break, I posed a question. I said, number one, what are the numbers? And why is it? Why is it that? Is this is placed in front of us now. As If you remember a couple of weeks ago, I stated that I gave you the numbers and through May of 2015, there were a hundred, a hundred blacks that were, that were killed through 
through through May. Okay, at the end of the year, the the final number for total police shootings, according to the Washington Post, was 1,100 and what was it, 37? Yes. Okay, 1,137. Of those 1,137 shootings, 171 of them were African Americans. Now, before we go into this, let's be clear because some people don't listen and others selectively listen. I'm not saying that it's okay, nor am I saying that um, it's acceptable. However... 1,137 shootings by police. 171 of those, 170 of those shootings were African Americans. Now, through May of 2015, you had 171 Caucasians or white Americans that were killed by police. So at the end of the year, you're still one short of what white White people have basically dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my question then becomes, why is this made to seem like an epidemic to us? And and again, it's not okay. One is too many. And when I asked the question, I actually asked the question Sunday on, on, on a Facebook page because it was disgusting to me that the first two days of the new year, you had 132 shootings. Of those 132 shootings, five were fatal. In two days, you have over a hundred shootings and five fatalities. None of these are police related shootings or deaths, but yet no one is mad marching or whatever. And the, the, I had somebody flippantly put on, on the page, well, the police shoot 12 year olds. Okay. That was a fucked up incident. However, well, yesterday, yesterday alone, a 16 and a 17 year old was shot and killed. That, that's a true statement, but hold on one second. When you say that the police shoot 12 year olds, that's one incident. But if you want to go there, non law enforcement individuals, black individuals killed a nine year old. So now I'll see your 12 with a nine. Does it make it any better? No. So then I also had someone come, come to me and say, well, uh, the police don't need to be in our neighborhoods. Take them out. Okay, that's an intelligent response. Let's take the police out of a bad situation and create total chaos. That you have to realize with where the bigger problem lies. 171 blacks nationwide are killed by by the police. In the city of Chicago alone, the Chicago Tribune does a crime tracker. And there were over 480 deaths associated to African Americans. 480. We haven't even began to look at other cities or for, or the 49 other states. Just that. So just that we've already exceeded what the national average is. So again, tell me, what are we talking about? And no one can tell me. Everybody wants to point the fingers and say, well, police are trained, uh, Police are not trained not to be human. They get sick of the same shit that you get sick of, the, at, at, at probably at a higher clip. <clears throat> you what are you saying about the, those You know two? what? You know what? What we need to do? Let's drop this beat. All right, listen. Here's here's my problem. Here's my problem. The Facebook post that we was talking about, the man said that 
he has it, it, it hurts the community more when the police kill somebody than somebody in the hood kills somebody. Some of the dumbest shit I ever heard. So you telling me if your son got shot by one of these gangbangers, what you gonna sit up here and say? Well, you know what? At least it wasn't the police. Come on, man. Y'all gotta think. Y'all gotta think. This stuff is getting stupid. It's it's, it's stupid. One killing is too many. One killing is too many. Stop trying to say that the police killing somebody is worse than the gangbanger killing somebody. But you will step in a police face, but you will leave a gangbanger and a drug dealer out there and let him ride. You know what? Anybody that think like that, you need to grow up. You need to grow up. Because let that gangbanger kill one of your family members and let's see what you do. Let's see what you do. Please, please, please. If if the gangbanger kills one of your family members, if a gangbanger kills your son or daughter, please say, well, at least it wasn't the police. Please say that. Please say that. No, you won't say that. Why? Because it's, it's a stupid statement. It's stupid. Dumb. Either one is hurting the community. But y'all, y'all want to sit up here and blame everything on the police. I'm not saying all police are good. We know all police ain't good. But some of you people, y'all dumb as hell. You dumb as hell. Stop acting like a dumbass and, and, and start using some logic behind it. I had to tell other people the other day, when you call into the show, do a little research. That's all you got to do is a little research. It's not hard. We, we got cell phones that you can look on the Internet on and, and get these stats. But you want to call on your emotion. Everybody want to talk about what their emotions telling them. Right. My emotion might be telling me to beat the hell out of Deron, but Deron will beat the hell out of me. He's a bigger guy. That's a true statement. I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> I'm just saying, people, people, start using common sense when you talk. Please do. Please do. Facebook, social media has got a lot of irrelevant people relevant because you want to sit up here and you want to talk about what you think you know about. You got people quoting facts on here on, on, on social media and don't even read into it. You just put parts of the facts in there. How about the whole story? Not his story. The whole story. Right. And that's what we're going to call David's rant. That's Controversy Corner. Uh, please call in. Say something. I mean, whatever you think. Here's the thing, uh, family. We're not asking you to agree with us. We're not saying that we're going to agree with you. I'm never going to justify what I think because really you don't know what I think. All, what we do is I provide you with facts and information, and I leave it there. What what I believe to a certain degree is irrelevant because we're about bringing truth with logic. I'm not saying any of this is right, wrong, whatever. I'm telling you what the numbers say. And so if you want to come back with, well, I don't agree with that, whatever. That's fine. That's your that that's your opinion. Whatever. But just put something with it. You know other what? Than, other um, than I feel. And in, in um Ferguson, the year the year anniversary of Mike Brown shooting. When they they had they protest, they march. It was a young girl on her bed doing homework. A straight bullet came through a window, shot and killed this woman, this this young lady. The same night, the police was conducting a an arrest warrant on a gentleman. The gentleman came out with guns in hand. The police shot and killed him. They marched for that, didn't they? Yeah. The, the little girl, they didn't care about the little girl. They, they cared more about this this guy that came out with guns. Me personally, I, I say this, and, and I don't care if people like it or not. What the police need to do in all neighborhoods, first off, you get a call, somebody getting raped, somebody getting killed, somebody whatever, police should take a minimum of 30, 40 minutes to get there. 
because, <laughs> I, hey, God, I, I don't care. Depending on where you live, that already happens. Well, <laughs> if that already happened, add another 30 minutes. Because, I, I mean, think about it. If the police shows up to a guy that's wielding the gun and they shoot him, well, the police is wrong. So if the guy wielding the gun and, and, and he runs, let him run. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this great poet and say that when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <I, I>, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, hey, when you police, see, here, here's the problem. Here's what the community is leading people to believe. If you, if the police shows up and guy with a gun doing whatever and he runs and the police don't chase him, they say they call on the radio, hey, suspect got away. And if that guy goes and kills an innocent person in the neighborhood, people wouldn't be upset. Well, they try to still try to blame the police because the police should have stopped them. Okay, Laquan McDonald. Let's take him for instance. Not I, people, hear me out. I'm not saying that the shooting was justified. Never for happened. the for the people that might be a little slower. I am not saying that the shooting was justified. I'm not. Now, just say they didn't shoot. Laquan McDonald got away, and he killed some. Six-year-old little girl. Okay. It would still be outraged about the police. Police had a chance to take him out, and they didn't. Yeah, you kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, but, but again, I want to I want to look at why, 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 why are they making it seem like a because uh, it's a problem, but it ain't new. Police brutality has been going on. It's not new. So why are you tired of it now? We got an election coming up. Guy told me the other day, and it makes sense. He said, you know, every time there's a major election coming up, there's always something that happens to take our mind off the election. That's that's kind of deep. That's kind of deep, and I never really thought about that. And it makes sense. That, that's kind of deep. It, it makes a lot of sense. And, I, I mean, most people ain't going to vote anyway. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, and that that's a whole nother show. I mean, you know, people, people voting because I really believe if you don't vote, you should really shut up uh, because your your opinion means nothing to me because you don't ex- exercise the right that we fought for. But here's a, here's a question I got before we go pay some more bills. Maybe somebody call and ask this question. Now, you have a lot of black women out here protesting, saying that the police are treating the black men unjust. The police are arresting our black men. The police, the system is is geared towards keeping the black man down. Okay. But then that same black woman to call her white daddy to um say he's not paying child support. So you will call that same unjust system on a guy that you say is keeping him down anyway. Let's pay some bills. <laughs> and we with that we out here. <laughs> Listening to Truth and Logic on TalkZone.com. The truth hurts. The truth does hurt, family. We back at you. It's Truth and Logic, Deron and Dave. Michelle is not with us today. She will be back next week. If you want to call in, 888 go for it. That's 888-463-6748. This um this segment is brought to you by Brandon. 
Captain Automatic Cook. He has a um he has a mobile um producing studio. Look him up on Facebook. Um check out his uh commercial from what I've heard. Um it sounds awesome. Uh young black man that's striving to do something with his life. Show him your support. Brandon Captain Automatic Cook. Give him that love. All right. Uh so before we left, uh we ventured off a little bit. The police brutality thing. So police brutality in the community is it, it seems like it's running rampant. Every time you turn on the TV, you're seeing something. And it's always an unarmed uh, well, you have a case of of an unarmed of an unarmed child. Well, I'm gonna call the child unarmed because he had a BB gun. Yeah. Okay. Can you but can you tell that the BB gun is real? You can't tell. However, that's the part of the story that the media leaves out. Let let me paint the picture for you. For those of you who were not privy to it, nine one one call comes in. Okay. First of all, you are in a in a in an open carry state. Right. Right. You're in the open carry state. So you could have an AR-15, uh, a shotgun on your back. And you, you're, you're probably good. You're, you're good. Okay. So you're in an open carry state. A call comes in. There's a little boy. That's the first clue. There's a little boy in the park playing with a gun. Mm-hmm. I think the gun is fake. But can you come check it out? See, that's the part that was left out. Okay, yeah. so if you get a nine one one call, say there's a, there's a boy in a gun. It, first of all, if they don't say little boy, if they just say there's a boy in the park with a gun, and you pull up, you don't know. Okay, you don't know, but you were told it's a, it's a little boy, and I think the gun is fake. So that's one. That 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 that's one. Mm-hmm. Okay, two. You get out of the car. Two seconds. I, the car's still rolling when you get out the car and you start shooting. Yeah. Strike number two. Strike number three is when you lie. You call it in. You say that you have a twenty that 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 shots were fired and it was a twenty year old black male. How do you mistake twenty for twelve? Right. Okay. So that's the problem. So okay. So you have in situations like that. They're all over the news. You have that. You have Laquan McDonald. Uh, I mean, I mean, you go as far back as to, as Mike Brown. Well, we had the, you the have two. The whole, I can't breathe in New York. I mean, the whole it, every time you turn on TV, it looks like it's something. Well, you got the you got the two lady shootings. You got the, the gentleman with the bat that came out, police right. shot, ended up killing um another lady, an innocent bystander. And it, it, the one thing I'm glad is they ain't lie about her. They they admitted, you know, her her death was a mistake. Um, not saying is you know is right or wrong. You right. got a guy with a bat. Um, evidently the father felt strongly enough to say that he was he needed help. That he called the police. Mm-hmm. You also have the gentleman on a hundred and want to say hundred and third. Yeah, and um, Ron Halsted the same, same day. day. Now, this the one that I, I hope they got video on. Um. Uh, I'm I'm gonna reserve judgment until more facts come out. But of course the community saying they're admitting that he had a gun. Okay. But they saying as soon as the police showed up and told him to drop the weapon, he dropped the weapon and then the police started shooting. 
to me, that don't make sense. I, 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 it makes more sense if they just got out, started shooting. Why would I say drop the weapon and you do what I tell you to do to shoot you? I'd rather shoot you when you got the gun in hand and uh, at least it looks justifiable. But I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold my judgment until it comes out. Mm-hmm. See, my problem with the whole police brutality thing is that it's not really a fair argument. It's an emotional argument, but it's not fair. And I, I mean it's not fair when, when I say this. Something happens in the black community and it's police related. And at that point, we label, we want to label all law enforcement as crooked, prejudiced, racist, whatever. Sellout. All, all sellouts. All law enforcement is basically shit. Okay. But by the same token, if someone of another race, not just white, but if someone of another race looks and says, well, all black, black people are gangbangers, drug dealers, and welfare hoes, we'll be fired up. The whole community, we'll we'll be going with somebody be, somebody got Jesse Jackson's phone number on speed dial, sharp and all that. And and they're going to be all in front of the, they're going to be demanding an apology. And I'm going to take it a step further. When it comes out in the media or in the news, because we're forming the media too, but when it comes out in the news, media, whatever, that a teacher has had sex with a student. They don't care. We don't turn around and then say, well, all teachers are having sex with their students. We, don't, if, we don't turn around and say that. And if they are, well, what was mine at when I was in school? I swear. <laughs> I'd have been going to school on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, we, we don't, but we don't do that though. Right. We just choose, we just pick and choose who, who we're going to lump together. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was telling, um, Miss Curiosity last, um, two weeks ago when I told her, well, what about the nurse that bought in? And she said she was in correction nursing or something. I said, well, what about the nurse that bought in a gun, to, um, Cook County Jail? So do that make all nurses bring in guns? I mean, you can't, you can't just lump everybody into the dysfunction of a few. Nah. You can't. Really? I'm being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I saying all light skinned people are, are cute. Well, only, only I am. You know? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a call. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you, you can't, you can't do that, John. Um, people, you can't. Um, when you, when you start labeling everybody, as to being crooked or everybody as to not looking out for your well-being or whatever the case may be. When you need that person, you kind of reluctant on calling that person or even trusting that person to do the job that they're doing. They could do the best job possible, but in your mind, you already don't like this person just because of his profession. Well, well, let's, let's look at this. Everybody wants to point the finger at the police officers, okay, and and they are part of the problem because, let's be real, they're overworked, understaffed, and you have a lot of individuals who take law enforcement jobs at this day and age, at this time, who if the economy was better, they wouldn't even apply for it, let alone take the job. True. Okay, so you're already working at a deficit because you already have some some type of attitude or feel, as the kids say, some type of way I hate that phrase, though. But they they already feel 
like maybe they're better than the job. So then they take that disgruntled attitude on the job with them. Right. And really, so, okay, so if we really just stop there, the people who hire these people, I mean, you do administer a psyche valve. How the hell do so many of these people slip through your ranks? You know what? My, my buddy, and this is just a, this is across the board. This isn't just Chicago PD. This is across the board, all 50 states. My, my buddy, he, he gave me a phrase that I use all the time at the job that we currently work at. It's a gentleman there that, that told me um, he was bragging on his his masters and all these degrees. And I told him, well, you know what? I dropped out of college. And we doing the same damn job, making the same damn money. So it looked like you failed and I came up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can talk about all these degrees you get. And that, my, my boy John Terry, he the one that gave me that. He, he works at the post office. Right. And, and the guy was talking about all these degrees. He graduated cum laude and all this other crap. And but at the, at the, at the end, end of the day, day, you throwing mail, dog. Y'all doing the same job. So who doing good and who done failed? Because if you start throwing these degrees up, hey, I dropped I mean, out of college. I dropped out of Elmhurst College, and you got all these degrees. We doing the same damn job. I done came up in life, and you failed. What they say now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, you know, I mean, that that's kind of another show. I mean, we can get on the degree. Well, that, that, that's the same shout, thing about no, the police no, when no, they think no, they. No, I feel, I feel you mm-hmm. on that. And I, but, but I'm a shout out to DePaul University, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, because here's the thing. They're leaning toward hiring all these cats with all this education, and that's fine. If you don't have a wherewithal, if you don't have a, 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 a internal fortitude mm-hmm. to deal with the cats in the street or the jail or whatever form of law enforcement you choose, that degree not going to help you. True. You know, it's not going to help you. And and he, and this is what I've all, I've always said this since I was younger, and, and it's, it seems to be even more prevalent now is that if you a clown, if you scared, okay, let, let, let me say it how I actually say it. If you was a bitch before you got a badge and a gun, you're probably gonna be one with a badge and a gun. Ain't nothing changed. You're not gonna you're not gonna wake up and be like, oh, guess what? I'm not scared anymore. I'm I'm a man. No. You're still lacking, you know sir. What, you know what? And and that's 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 one of the problems. Um guns. A lot of people think that they got a gun that gives them they get it gives them this false sense of toughness. Anybody can be tough with a gun. I give my six year old a gun, he gonna act like he's tough, but deep down you still scared. But are you really tough with it though? They they get this false that's why you know I say saying? false sense. False, yeah, yeah. False yeah. sense of toughness. Um you you got a lot of people out here that I, I was listening to some of the president speak about gun control yesterday, and it it I, I started getting sick to my stomach because for some strange reason everybody think that these gang members, drug dealers, and stuff are applying for an FOID card and going out getting legal guns. Yeah, that that whole gun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole gun argument blows me because it's like, yo, the laws are not for the people that they're trying to keep the guns from. What are you talking about? You know, so that kind of blows me. But let, but you get back to holding the policemen accountable. He, here's a fact. You will never get the police to be accountable for anything that happens until you start holding the people 
that are over them accountable for what they do. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if if the policemen know that there's um that that there's going to be uh repercussions for things that they do, then they might not be so quick to do them. If they know that you know from the top down this is what's going to happen, right. You know, then maybe they'll use more of their training or maybe 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 less less weak ones will stop applying. That's you I know. think that's mostly what it is because you can't you, you can't train to get shot at. You can't unless, unless you take real bullets out there. And, and, and that's and that's another thing that that kills me. People say, "Well, the police are trained for this." You're not trained for anything until you actually do it. All right. Okay. Because scenarios be damned. It don't. It does not measure up to the real thing. Here, here's a here's a story, and we're gonna go to break. When I was in the Navy. They trained us to fight fires on board ship. Right. Right. They trained us to fight fires mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I was and in the Navy too. Yeah, it is. Right. To, to fight fires and flooding. Right. right. Okay. First day moved on board ship, USS Essex, LHD three, do what it do. So we move on board. There's a fire and a flood same day. Scared shit out of me. Right. Right. I was not prepared for that because I hadn't dealt. Dealing with things in a controlled environment is a whole lot different when there's no control. I got, I got one better. USS Oklahoma City. That's a submarine for people that don't know. We had a laundry fire. <laughs> Try being in the tube hundreds of feet underwater, and you got to fight a fire. Yeah, uh, how much training you got? Scary as hell. And with that, we're going to go holler at some of our advertisers, and we'll holler right back at you. David and Duran. I'm talking truth. For more truth and logic. All right, family, we're down the home stretch. If you got anything on your mind, anything at all, you got a couple minutes left. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT, 888-463-6748. I was just doing the Odell Beckham dance for Monaghan, if you're looking. <laughs> oh, look at this. <laughs> he should have a police brutality case. <laughs> But that's another <laughs> what, what you got for us before we wrap it up, Dave? Um, for for the, those that that listening or catching a replay, we like to thank you all for listening. Uh, I, I we do know this is a touchy subject, um, and just like we told everybody with all our subjects, um, thanks Pastor Quinn for calling. Um, I know there's probably other people that wanted to call. A little too touchy, a little too sensitive. Um, the one thing we're not going to do is to belittle anybody because of your opinion. Um, we do always ask that. Even you though get, we get belittled a lot for ours. Right. <laughs> we will ask you to do some research. That's that's the problem 
I think that a lot of people have is, is doing research. Um, I have a brother that's in law enforcement and I told him the reason that a lot of this was years ago. I told him the reason that a lot of things happen is because of the past. The, um, the way police used to treat blacks in the, in the, in the community. And that's the way, that's the reason that a lot of things happen. We need to realize a lot of times is there racial profiling that happened? It probably happens every day. We don't know, but it happens on both sides. I mean, you walk down the street, you see somebody white that's looking homeless, homely or whatever. You uh, look at that trailer trash or, you look at a homely looking black or a black with dreads or braids and pants sagging. You looking at, okay, he must be some type of thug or game banker. Um, so racial profiling happens all the time and we need to kind of get to know the neighborhood people before we start judging. Okay. If you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Right, right. Um, just because you're a certain color or you work at a certain profession does not mean that I'm against you. Um, lady told me a couple weeks ago that I have, it sounds like I have a lot of self hate. I don't hate myself. I might hate you, but I don't hate myself. <laughs> Trust me. He don't hate himself. I really don't hate myself. I'm proud for everything that I got. Proud from a family, house, wife, kids, everything. So, um, look like we got a call of Mr. Roz. Yes, we do. The Roz man is back. Roz, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? How are you doing? Oh, uh, we're good, man. What's on your mind, real quick? Well, I've listened to the whole show waiting for callers, and uh, apparently all we got is a mama caller, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what? This show, it, 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 it touches a lot of, lot of buttons, man. People, look, I, look, here's, I've been getting a lot of text messages. People are scared to call. Yeah. You know? People are scared to call, and I don't know why, because it's just us here. You don't know how many people are listening. It might be nobody. All right. But no, it is somebody. But I'm just saying, you never know. <laughs> we know it's Mama and Roz. <laughs> so what's up, Roz? So what's going on, guys? Um, the only thing I want to say about that, Ron put up the uh, topic of as far as, we actually both you guys hit on it, um, as far as your how you grew up and the way you deal with people. Um, I'm going to bust out the Chicago Police Department, actually, is the one thing. Um, I feel that the uh, hiring process they do, which is a lottery-based process, um, I think really affects a lot of the public relations with Chicago Police Department. Um, I myself have actually uh, just, I took the test in 2012 and turned down the job um, over the summer because uh, not so much fear for me, but I'm afraid that I'm going to get a five foot two partner who's lived in Schaumburg his whole life and tested number one in the lottery with a degree and feels that just because he wears the uniform and the badge, people are going to respect him and listen to what he says. And I feel a lot of the people who are getting into this profession do not have the people relations that is needed for the job. I mean, I think a lot of the job is you're the way you're able to relate to a person. It doesn't matter if you are a mailman or guy working at Dairy Queen. You just need to know how to talk to people. And I feel that a lot of the law enforcement personnel that is getting hired now is getting hired based on not what you are able to bring to the job, but 
just your qualifications on paper, not who you are as a person. I agree, because I think a lot of these jobs, they need customer service training. <laughs> that, 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 you know what? But that's a very good point, Roz, and I'm glad that you – man, where you been, dog? I mean, I mean we, we really need this kind of input on the show. I've been waiting for my trophy and my <laughs> football count. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're in a uh, we were in a fantasy league, and this guy beat me in the Super Bowl. So it is big ups to him. The Rise Man is the Super Bowl champion. There, I put it out over the. It, it, it's 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 in stone now. It's in it's on the internet. Everybody's heard it. You're That's the what man. I mean. It must be oh, true. The thing that really the thorn in my side is that I get to watch you guys now on my computer, and I see this New York Giants little midget over here. Yeah, I only lost of the year. Yeah, I he, know. He, he said he's gonna dye his hair like Odell Beckham. I, I might I might dye my hair like Odell Beckham by the end of the week. That's the uh, Tom Coughlin Appreciation Day you're putting up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but no, no. Back to back to your point though. But that's a very good point because the I think that their hiring process is very flawed. I think that it's very flawed because you do need a certain amount of people skills and be able to adapt and and adjust to uh, changing situations because. Things are always changing out there in the street. And if your first reaction is to reach for a gun, and a lot of people, here, here's what kills me. A lot of people say, well, why don't they just tase them? You got like 10,000 CPD officers and you got less than 800 tasers. That's your problem. That's one of your problems. Well, one of the well, things they need to the stop problem. doing what's is, the, um, you know, what, what's your reaction time? Exactly. In anything, not even as a police officer, just in a reaction time. If I walk into your studio right now, and I pull anything out of my pocket, what's the difference between if I'm giving you guys a stick of gum or I'm bringing out something to hurt you guys? What's your reaction time on that? And that's that's things that people can do Monday morning quarterback all the time. All the until time. you're in a situation. Most of the people in the world that comment on this are people who work in an office and have paper jam problems on their fax machine. Right. And and look like not, a lot of people ain't working realistic. either because the protests every day, it's, I mean, how, how hey, do they you... protested every day for 16 days. I don't know. Nobody yeah. can take off every day for 16 days. Yeah. Either they wasn't working or they don't lost their job or something or use a lot of vacation. See, with but. the lottery process that I was talking about, I took a test with my, my friend that I grew up with. He spent six years uh, out in San Diego as a customs and board. Uh, he was a border patrol, not customs, border patrol agent. And he tested CPD, and you get your actual results before you get your lottery number, your score. My friend tested and got a 95% on the test, Chicago Police Department test. I myself got an 88. I got 6,000 on the lottery out of, I think it was uh, 19,000 people that passed or took the test. I think 14,000 people passed. My buddy was a 95% got 12,500. Now, he has eight years of prior law enforcement <laughs> service uh, doing customs and border patrol and he has uh almost at the bottom of the barrel number right. how does that work how do you how do you work that that's not a qualification position you're just going to hire somebody who their social security works out best and they might be fresh out of depaul with a sociology degree. hey hey there's nothing wrong with that there <laughs> DePaul is an awesome university. Shout out to the Blue Demons, even though they're basketball. Okay, that's team that's the shit. second shout out. Next time, next time you give them a shout out, they gotta start paying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, that that you know what that made perfectly good sense because that's stupid. You can't. So if I score a hundred, I might be nineteen thousand. I mean, what what sense did that make? Yeah. And that's the thing. If you want any job, I mean, for, and I don't understand why why police would be. 
something that you would put on the back echelon of this, any job, you're going to want to hire the best person, whether it's blockbuster video, who knows the most movies, whatever it is. (laughs) You want to hire the best person for the position. It shouldn't come to a luck of the draw. This shouldn't be especially a job that requires so much public relation and gets so much public scrutiny. You don't need to have a lottery system where it's like winning the, you know, it's like winning the Powerball. Just right. maybe you pick the right number. And that's not right because a lot of the reasons that a lot of this pr- police brutality and a lot of the public relations that the police have with the public and the media, I believe is due to hiring the wrong people, lowering the standards for it, and uh, most of all, police presence. I mean, just like Duran and you, you guys were talking about it earlier. If you guys walk up and I see Duran and you walk up at a door and I decide, hey, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to get a little froggy and I'm going to jump. Well, guess what? I'm not going to go for the guy dressed in the black right now. I'm going to go for the little giant boy right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it doesn't matter. I'm not looking at, hey, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Duran has a degree. I'm not sure if David has a degree or a master's. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at just base, you know, base. Police presence, and well, that's you, the thing. If, if you, you look, you can see I got on black right now. Yeah, I see that now. Hey, is, it, is it a black? Is it a black giant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob, it's time. It's time, to, it's time for us to get out of here. You got any last uh, last thoughts for us, man? Uh, you know what, guys? I'm glad you guys are back. Welcome to the new year, and I will be looking forward to next week's show. Happy New, new year. year to you, and we'll holler at you next week, Rob. All right, fellas. All right. Anything before we go, partner? Man, hey, like I um like we said before, hey, when when you talk, just use use a little logic, use some truth in it, do a little research. It's, it's not that hard. Everybody has um phone that you can get on the internet on. A little research. Let me leave you with this little nugget from my father: Live like you are gonna die tomorrow, but learn like you're gonna live forever. Develop an opinion. Think about it. And remember, everything that's black and white is not always black and white. Want a six-day, 23-hour break, family? We'll be back at you next week. With Michelle. With Michelle. It's truth and logic, y'all.